Stonecutters Podcast. Aaron Hankins. Will Catley. In the building. In the building. <laughs> What's new with you, Will? Man, um, I'm in the crib. You know, we got the internet now. You know, it took forever to get the internet. We was waiting on AT and T. Wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait! You kind of moved past that real quick, bro. What? What? We got, we got the crib. Like, we got to take a moment to celebrate, oh. that, man. Like, <laughs> congratulations! I appreciate you, man. You first know, it home. was like first home, first home. You know, over two months in escrow, but I'm in this bitch. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, does it feel any different? Yeah, it does, because it feels like, you know, more space to expand. That's what I feel like. You know, I got a backyard. I got little nooks and crannies I can go to. It's peaceful. Uh, you know, I'm just waiting to, like, once I get really settled in, like, of all the things that I'm going to create, and then we got a whole deck. Actually, I got to send you the deck. I don't think I... I sent you the deck, but me and my wife put together all the things we want to do for the remodeling of the house, which is great. You know what I'm saying? And um, some of my friends already have been, you know, picking up the tab. So I put together the deck and, you know, it's like, okay, you want uh, two new bathrooms, 12,000, new kitchen, 7,000. So we already had the kitchen paid for, you know, uh, so which is dope. And I can't wait to redo the kitchen. So it's been a, a labor of love. I call it the artist house, you know what I mean? So I can't wait to everybody that helped and sold into the house, you know, as they come through one by one and they see where their money went. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's going to be fly. It's going to be fly. Now, along those lines, I saw that there's a new Instagram account and it's called the Catlet House. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the Catlet House? I don't have nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I just show up when I told where I need to be. My wife created that that Instagram, you know, and she's documenting the whole process and, you know, uh, just just that whole vibe. So I call her the, you know, the master vibe. She knows how to create a vibe. So the Catlet House is going to be fire, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stonecutters Podcast, Aaron Hangers, Will Catlet. Uh, you can catch us on all major streaming podcast platforms. Uh, any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, you can email that to us at stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, we forgot in the beginning of the podcast, the views expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of our employers. They are Will's and my opinions alone. So, Will, Baba, mm-hmm. Brasa. Brasa. <laughs> I'm still finding my lane, right? Because, you know, the baby, she's like sleeping in that room. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, that's why I say I got to find my situation in the crib. But brother, we ain't here, brother. Yeah. We ain't here. We ain't here. <laughs> <sighs> Will, what you want to talk about tonight, man? Man, um, it's a couple things. You know, um, I didn't get a chance to ask you as we was catching up offline, like, you know, uh, the passing of Chadwick. I mean, how, how did you feel about that? Where were you at when that, when you heard the news? What was your initial emotions? Like, you know, where you at? Uh, where was I at? Um, I was probably sitting on the couch and it probably was something that either popped up 
on Instagram or like Apple News. Um, I don't, other than Black Panther, I can't say that um, there's been other movie roles that Chadwick has been in that I've either seen or things mm-hmm. that, have, that have really captured my attention. So I haven't mm-hmm. seen a Jackie Robinson film. Um, mm-hmm. I did see The Five Bloods. That was all right. Um, but yeah, Black Panther, just in general, just it was, it was kind of, it was definitely sad. I think what made it even sadder was to know the cause and to know that he had cancer and that he had it for such a long period of time. And mm-hmm. most of all of his major success came mm-hmm. when he already knew that he was sick and terminally ill you know so that that to me was it was there was there was a a few moments of sadness but then there was this moment of inspiration mm-hmm. where i realized that everything he's on stage at the academy awards and he is doing the interviews and you see all of them now being recycled on instagram and and the energy that he that he exudes knowing what is inside of him and knowing that he that he eventually is going to pass away and still being able to speak with so much confidence and clarity and with such passion and emotion and to be able to capture people's attentions and to be endearing like all those different things like that's just the mark of a of a great person because when some people are marked for dead and and they have cancer and they know that they're going to pass away there's some people that just that just let that be the the end of their existence and they mm-hmm. let and they let that be the last chapter in the book and chadwick very much was like you know what me having cancer and me fighting cancer is you know the plot of the story and and right. how and how am i going to grow out of this so um yeah i'd say that you know from him passing john thompson passing um all of those different things just continue to to push me to want to do more while we're around because every day isn't promised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you know, I was, um, you know, I've been fortunate to be around Chad a few times in my, and on this spin around the earth, you know what I mean? You know, we've had personal conversations, uh, you know, so when I found out the news, I just, I actually was in my, my baby's room and I was actually holding her and my boy called me. And I was just like, what? And I didn't believe it. So I called another friend that's actually closest to him. And she said, yeah, you know, she was crying and everything. But you know, um, I kind of remember the last words that he told her to tell me is that he was proud of me. And when Love Is came out, he said, please make sure you let Will know that I'm proud of him. And, um, you know, so like the last couple of days, you know, I just think about the situation more, you know what I mean? Like, man, you know, uh, but I'm also liberated because like I was saying on another live or on a live earlier is that the seed that he left is germinating in folks to say, man, you know, do your work. Don't complain. You know, we complain about headaches. We complain about so many different things that we complain about. And it's not that, you know, it's his situation outweighs your situation because you got other people going through things. 
but you have to you have to take away the perseverance to endure and to be on a mission and to be on an assignment and i think what happened with this one like so many even with john thompson you know i'm thinking about the tile over the shoulder these were people who were on a mission you know and you have to be on a mission you can't just come to this uh i'll call it a game and don't play your part you got to be on a mission and and have fun and enjoy but take that time you know and i always think about the quiet moments the silent moments that no one will ever know because we see the big moments but the quiet moments when you sit in with yourself and you know that time is getting short because how you feeling inside and you still have to decide in your mind that i'm on a mission and that i'm going to leave a legacy i'm going to do the best that I can, even in this state, I would defy these odds. And with that being said, you know, and with that being uh, what I picked up and learned from, and it was just like, man, like you said, bro, like being inspired and also just telling people that you love them when when they're around. Because sometimes we get so busy and like on the mission too, that we forget to say, I love you. I'm proud of you. And that's what hit me because even in his climb, as he see I'm ascending, he took out the time to say, please let Will know that I'm proud of him. You see what I'm saying? That's a person who's aware, you know? And I think that what, that's what people will take away or what I will hope people will take away from that. It's like, yo, don't take things for granted. And we say it too, and death has a weird way of giving us life, but at the same time, like we say all the time on the podcast, you know, what you doing with your day? What time is it? What's the hours? What are you doing? Are you wasting time on things that don't matter? Or are you putting things into perspective so that you can move forward? And when you move forward, you move everyone forward. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'll be remiss to jump on the podcast and not, you know, give these uh, men who have came, all of them, you know, everybody who has, lost their lives in the movement, lost their lives, you know, now that has been icon and someone that who's like, I just read an article the other day about um, uh, a person on set, you know what I mean? Like an AD that lost his life to COVID, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, take a moment to just, you know what I mean? Feel that air between your lungs. Be motivated. Don't sit on nothing that you're trying to sit on. You know, and we get on here, we laugh, and it is good because these are the moments that you remember. And when your time is up, you can say, okay, cool. However I came, everybody going to hit that time. We just don't know what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? For our brother Chad, it was just happened to be the colon cancer thing. Yeah. And then I was talking to somebody and they said, oh, man, I wish he had more time. It got cut short. But did it really? Because if you completed your mission, you completed your mission. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, Will, uh, you bring that up, and that's something that I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, Writing a business plan for yourself. Mm -hmm. And and a business plan for yourself consists of the mission, the vision, the values, and then the plan itself. And you Mm. you talked about these people being people that are on a mission. And, mm-hmm. I, and I pulled it up. So like a mission statement for a company, because we talked about these people on a mission and they brought everybody with them. 
So a mission statement is a short statement of why an organization exists, what its overall goal is, identifying the goal of its operations, what kind of product or service it provides, its primary customers or market, and its geographical region of operation. So it's like <clears throat> when you have a strong mission, your mission aligns with your vision, right? How you see things, mm -hmm. right? And your mission and your vision are aligned to your values, sort of the core tenets of yourself that, that you understand to be who you are and the kind of things that you want to share with everybody. So with that being said, have you thought at all about what your mission statement is? Um, yeah, I have. I haven't thought it out in such beautifully how they put it online. You know what I mean? But um, I know what my mission is. And it's for me to know. And that's, I feel like it was already written on my heart before I came here. So now I just got to always remember to read that mission. That's why when we was talking about offline about, and I was saying, you know, I'm very selective on what I do is because even the roles and the auditions that, I, that, I, that come to me, if it doesn't line up with the mission, yeah. which is supported by the vision, which has the value in it and the purpose of why you're doing something, then I'm wasting not only my time, but I'm wasting your time. And I think when we think about that, it's like, I don't want to waste Aaron's time. I don't want to waste the people that come after Aaron's time. I want to do the work that I'm assigned to do. Anything out of my assignment, I don't want no parts of it because it's not for me to do. Yeah, and I, I brought that up to you because I know that you have the Catlett Academy and mm -hmm. you, you're, you're an experienced um, creative individual. And at this point in your career, you've done enough things that when somebody brings an audition or a role or an offer and they bring it to you, you can say no pretty much immediately. And the reason we were, we were having this discussion offline is because you're like, yeah, I can say no to things. And I'm like, but Will, how do people that are in your course, how do people that are trying to get on the journey, the people that we're trying to talk to on the Stonecutters podcast, like mm -hmm. how can they be that selective when they don't have the experience, like they want to say yes to everything because yes is a job. Yes is money. Yes is that commercial. I don't really like that company, but it's commercial. I'm on TV now. Oh, it's this bit role on this YouTube series, but it, it's something, right? So how do, how do you, how did those people like get to the point where you're at, where they know how to be very selective and they know when to say yes and when to say no? It's because I'm not an illusion. They're in the illusion. What's uh, the illusion? The illusion is that if I don't say yes, then I won't achieve where I'm supposed to be. That is the illusion. Because it's not about what level you at determines your no. The mission determines your no. So what I would say to a person that's just getting started, yeah, you know exactly where you're at. You know what I mean? And you might want to do student films and stuff like that. But even doing student films, there are a lot of there's student films that you're going to do that you're not assigned to do. But you're going to do it if you're under the illusion that this is my way in. No, the way in is you. It's inside of you. So the quicker you 
come out and step out of the illusion and step into the reality that there's nothing outside of you, then it's easy for you to say no. See, I know that the more I say no, the stronger the yes becomes because I'm willing to deny myself from doing something that doesn't fit with the mission. And every time things come to me, I know that I'm supposed to do it. I just know. And so because I'm in tune and I'm not in the illusion. Now, there was a time in my life where I was in the illusion. You know what I'm saying? When I was trying to do everything, I got to meet this person. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that because I created the story in my mind of this is how you get in. Yeah. And when I stopped, I stepped out of the illusion like, no, say no to everything that does not add to the mission, does not add to the purpose, does not add to the value of what you're trying to do. Then it's easier for you to step into what you're supposed to do. Do you remember what situation or where you were at when you were able to step out of yourself and really examine the illusion that you that you had created? Yeah, I was, um, it was probably like around 2008, somewhere in there when I kept having a recurring dream that I was running, but I had cement in my feet and I wasn't going anywhere. And it was always something chasing me. The cops were chasing me. Or, or I was trying to, I was racing somebody and I know I can hit top speed, but it's the cement. So I'll be running and then I'll be trying to crawl. And I was like, I could never hit top speed. But what was I doing at that time? Chasing every audition. I ain't going home until I make it. Uh, going to every acting class, not planted and rooted in one thing. You know, I had a lot of ideas at the time. I was doing a clothing line, trying to act, working as a waiter, scattered. You see what I'm saying? So how can you hit top speed when you scatter? I'm in the illusion. So when I stopped and said, wait a minute. And I actually, too, they actually hit me a couple, uh, uh, another time. So that was the dream. But when I really got the awareness of stepping out of the illusion is when I was coming from Brazil. And I was on the plane going back to America. And I wrote down the steps and i said okay you come out to uh, actor comes out to california what do you do you come into california you're green what does green mean you don't know what you're doing right you work you get headshots you try to get a manager you go to acting class you get more headshots you get a different manager you go to more acting classes you get more headshots then you maybe get an agent do more acting class, do casting workshops. Then uh, you get a new agent that wants you to get more headshots. Um, hopefully you get a commercial agent. Maybe you land a role here. You see what I'm saying? It's a revolving cycle. And I was like 3,000 people moved to California trying to pursue this acting thing. How does this place make money? How does the casting directors that were doing workshops at the time, how does the headshot people stay employed? Um, I was like, oh, they're not banking on the people that make it. Their company and their income comes from the people that don't make it. Hmm. Because once you make it, so to speak, you're not, you're, you're not getting another headshot. Not getting another manager. It. You're not getting another manager. You know what I'm saying? You're not chasing anything because now they're coming after you. And at some point you enter into offer. So I said, okay, well, what's my route out? Oh, okay. 
get the headshot, take the acting class, produce your own content. Then what happens? The manager comes to me. The agent comes to me. The roles come to me. You know what I'm saying? Vin Diesel type of thing, right? So that's when I was able to step out of the illusion. It's fire. You know what I'm saying? Because this is going to save a whole lot of people. And this is not just for acting. This right. is in, what, in anything, whatever field you in. Because sometimes, Aaron, as you know, the mind is so beautifully made, but it's also can paint the most evil images yep. that one can ever see, especially when it's about yourself. So we create all these stumbling blocks in our own pathway, and we don't realize that we're doing it. Like this one girl said today, and I'll leave it at this. She said, you know, uh, what do you say to somebody who's, you know, um, been guest star after guest star after guest star after guest star, and they never get a series regular? And I said, well, it's because deep down inside, they believe they're only a guest star. Mm. So, when a series, so when a series regular job comes, and I the cat, the, the cat, the cast, the cast director, you know, gets them to that place where they audition for the series regular part. But deep down inside, the director and the producers like, hey, they're really good, but they're missing something because they still walked in and said, oh, and, they, and they'll say to themselves, you know what? He's not the lead of the show. Well, let's find this. You know that part for John? It's a great guest star role that has an arc. And I eat on that person always gets that guest star role because they don't see themselves as a series regular. They don't see themselves as a movie star. You have to see it. How can I reflect something on Aaron, my brother, if I haven't reflected it on myself first? It has to be inside of me in order for it to project out of me. So if I don't see it within me, it's not gonna happen. It's like, you know, you know, back in the day when you would do um date myself now but you know like in school they would have the little projector thing and it would shine down and they'll put the slide there and then it'll project onto mm -hmm. the board mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> we'll um, slide at you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah um how did the notebook help you with that process what you mean the notebook you said that you had to, you, you were flying back from Brazil and you wrote it down. How did that, how did writing it down help you with that, with, with the, the self-exploration process that you went through? Because I was able to see it and I can track it and I saw the cycle that I was in, but I didn't know I was in a cycle because I was doing what everybody else do. And I'm like, oh, this is the cycle. And once, once, that, once I saw that, I said, oh, I'm not doing this. Because now, where well, it's so important to write things down, if you see the cycle, then you can predict the next steps. So you now can predict the future. You do this, you come from space engineering, boom, boom, you write things down. You know, when you build a house, it's all math. You're seeing the steps. You already know where the table's gonna go, where this room's gonna go, where this is gonna happen. You know where the chimney's gonna go, blah, 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 blah. You know all these things. So now I'm seeing the steps. So I'm like, okay, if I keep doing this, then this is gonna keep happening. But if I do this, now I change the whole process. And if I change the whole process, then now I can predict the next steps. 
So like for me, by November, you won't recognize me. I will have entered another dimension, another level in my craft. So I've already know because I can see the steps. There's certain things that are gonna come out, then it's gonna be just offers. So I would have passed the audition phase. I still have to do a little here and there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But they'll be like, Steven Spielberg wants to meet with you. Okay, well, where's the material? There's no material, he just wants to talk to you. Then, you know what I'm saying? Then you on a whole nother level. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. I received my own prophecy. <laughs> so, Will, but for all of this, for our listeners, this, yeah. is, this is after you've established a mission, you've established your focus, you, you know what you want, you're aware in yourself and you know what you want and you're on the path. Because mm -hmm. these things that we're talking about, these aren't things that you do when you're still trying to figure it out. You have mm -hmm. to already have it somewhat figured out before you can understand the cycles, before you can, you know, before you can really say no to things. You already have to have it envisioned and it has to live within your, your heart and your mind and in your body, correct? Yes and no. Remember in The Alchemist with Santiago, right? Those on the Stonecutters podcast, please read The Alchemist if you haven't read The Alchemist. But Santiago doesn't know all of the path, but he has a feeling inside of himself that, man, I want to see more. I want to be more than a shepherd. So a lot of things unfolded as he went. So sometimes you just have to step out and the mission will reveal itself. I didn't know I wanted to do all these things until I left Virginia and went to Iowa State. That led me to Ellsworth Community College. That led me to Mesa uh, Junior College. That led me to Laverne University. You know what I'm saying? It's all unfolding. And as I'm picking up the pieces and I realize like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. The basketball was just a vehicle, yeah. but I had to go through the steps. But what, what I love about what you do and you say all the time is write the process down. Because if you write it down, one, you can track your progress and also you don't repeat the same mistakes. So what I've learned at Ellsworth Community College, the good things I can still use, but the things that trip me up now that I'm in California, hey, remember that this happened at Ellsworth. Don't do that here. Oh, remember you did this here, boom. So now you can look at it versus you just having it all in your head. Because in your head, it's still in the thought realm. It hasn't become physical yet. Okay. So with that being said, Will, I think that now is a great time to announce on our podcast that we have the Stonecutters Notebook, that the Stonecutters Notebooks are in production as we speak. So um, that's coming. And for our listeners, <laughs> for our listeners, um, what I'll say is, is that um, the backstory here is that after Chadwick passed away, um, I did some self-reflecting and mm -hmm. I realized that we on the podcast had talked about a few things mm -hmm. that we kind of just said like, yeah, we'll get to them when we get to them. And reading more about about Chadwick's story and like thinking about Kobe because last week was Mamba week and, and, and there was all these things around Kobe it was like how do we get into attack mode and mm -hmm. 
I started sending you texts and I was like, Will, we got to put this notebook together. What do you want in the notebook? And you've, right. you've given me some things to put into the notebook. And uh, I wanted to have this discussion on the podcast. How much should we sell the notebook for? Does it matter? You want to know, know my honest opinion? I want to know your honest opinion. Do you, do you, <laughs> you want to know the number that came to my mind? I actually write the number down. Write the number that you think they came to my mind. <laughs> okay, I wrote it down. Okay, what was the number? Bruh, you are a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you uh, watching on YouTube, you saw what I, what I put on there. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, I wrote down $100 and we'll just... <laughs> I think that's like a, a mind trick that Will does because if I would have wrote down eighty two fifty, it would have been no, like, no. I would have said no. Nah, that wasn't it. I think the notebook should be a hundred bucks, and the reason why is because that's the number that came up in my spirit because it's an art piece, and I already know without knowing that whoever would get that notebook, they will be changed because it's not no, it's no notebook that exists like it. And I'm going to be the first one to buy it because I'm always into it, investing in myself. So I'm going to be the first one to buy it for hundred bucks. I think it's going to be killer. I can't wait to, to it come out. I mean, it's dope. It's like, I can't believe you wrote that number down. I thought you was going to be like, you know, $20 or $30 or, you know, something like that. I was thinking 40, but you were like, write down what I think you think it is. And I was like, I know Will's $100. I know Will's going to say $100. So, so just, just so everyone's aware on the Stonecutters podcast, you'll be able to get it through Instagram. You'll be able to get it through the Stonecutters podcast website. It'll be limited, limited numbers because it will be an art piece. There'll be part of it will be mass produced, but another part of it will be hyper-personalized for the people that are, that are ready to sow. The, 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 I'm sorry, to, 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 what is it, Will? It's to plant the seed, right? Is planting the seed yeah, sowing? Yeah, okay. yeah, sowing. Mm-hmm. Sowing the seed. And I, I, sowing the seed. And I, I like, I didn't, let's just, let's just keep it a buck, like maybe three or four years ago, I didn't even understand that concept, Will. You would just be like, here, let me give you a hundred dollars. And I'm like, why are you giving me a hundred dollars? You're like, I'm sowing the seed. I'm sowing mm-hmm. the seed. And when we talked about the Catlet Academy or we talked about people that were donating towards causes, or we're talking about people that um, wanted to learn something and they want to take a free online course. And you kind of were like, no, like you're not going to get anything out of a free online course. You have to pay for it. You have to put some skin in the game. You have to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm excited about that. Uh, just, um, you know, what's dope about that? Like you said, you got to put some skin in the game is because you don't really, I always say this, money represents your blood, sweat, and tears. And so your blood, sweat, and tears and mine and ours and all these conversations that we've had, all our experiences that we've been through, pieces of it are coming into this notebook, right? So you get to actually tap into that sweat equity. So why would you get that for free? Or why would you not pay for that? So then if you then if we sold it, we said we sell, we sold it for free, then now we gotta go remove the episode when you talked about value. You know what I'm saying? It has to come off the podcast because we're not we're not uh living what we preach. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I've, I've just learned that if you look at anything, especially when you go to the farmer's market, everything has a seed inside of itself. So everything exists on sowing and reaping. The whole thing exists that way. Your daughter just had a birthday. She was inside of your loins, you know what I'm saying? So at the same time, we have to understand the importance of it and get that block out of our mind. Because a lot of times, I ain't gonna buy no book for $100. It's beyond that. So now you're still in that mindset that it, does, it should cost less. No, 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 no. Or this is the real question, Will, is that it's mm-hmm. like these people will, will say, no, I'm not going to buy a book from Will and Aaron. Then we have to ask them and we're like, well, who would you buy a $100 book from? Mm-hmm. And you'd buy a $100 book from Kobe. You'd buy a $100 book from Michael Jordan, right? Because they put their sweat equity into it. So what's mm-hmm. the difference between what those guys would put into that book and what we would put into our book. It's, there's, it's, it, that's, the, um, that's the fallacy that we need to get people past, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> I wish people knew how much I get, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I'm always, because I understand it, I got to plant seeds where I want to go. You know what I mean? You can't just show up somewhere and expect to have a harvest and you ain't putting that in the ground. It's just like, if we don't spend time with each other, I can't just expect for you to have my back in certain time, certain things. If you don't really know me, cause I ain't put no time in. You got to put the time in and that's in anything. Let's just take the book out of it for a second. Anyone who's listened to this stone cutters podcast faithfully, or you just joining right now. Hi, I'm Will. I'm Aaron. That's Aaron. That's Aaron is that you have to put something in the ground. You have to put something in the ground so that you can harvest something at a later date. It's all about sowing and reaping. And I wish, you know, uh, when we go to school that they would teach more about that because it would solve a lot of problems. You know what I mean? So, man, I can't believe they talking about me like that. Well, how many seeds did you sow of talking about people? Mm. it's just coming back to you you know what I mean (laughs) so it's like no one really talks about that you know what I mean so it's just one of those things that uh I'm glad I was able to discover uh you know at this time in my life where I'm understanding how this works and people do it all the time you know if you want to build a house what do you got to do you got to go buy the land you got to go to Home Depot and buy the material you sell it and then once you get all the material and all that happens, you pay all the contractors off unless you do it yourself. Then the harvest is you can walk into that beautiful house that was created. You got something for one of our listeners, Will, to close us out? Yeah. I want to talk to, um, it's a girl named Erin, spelled the same way that your name is spelled. And she's in the mid where's montana is that in the midwest uh kind of sort of where's montana at? it's it's next to idaho and idaho okay south, it's somewhere south out dakota. there dakota it's i guess gotcha. that's like the, the, the midwest yeah you can call it that okay so she's in montana and she's like there's nothing for me here and she wants to move to a big city like new york right and she comes across this podcast 
And she's still at the place like, ah, should I go? Should I go? Should I go? But she has a friend in New York named Brenda, right? And Brenda is like, come on, come on. It's nothing for you there. So Aaron, move to New York and go live your life and do what it is that you're supposed to do. Continue to listen to these Stonecutters podcasts because you have a vision and a purpose and I see fashion and all that stuff on you and everything that you want to happen is not in Montana. It is in New York. Grandma gonna be all right in Montana. The family gonna be cool in Montana. You have to go live your life. Step out of Montana so that you can really be a blessing to your family in, uh, in Montana. Stop on this podcast. We out.